It's the Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. But I'll take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. This morning's Frenzy is brought to you by Marine General, Chostrom's Archery and Bait and Tackle, Northwest Outlet, RJ Sport and Cycle, and the Fisherman's Corner. Now a fishing legend in his own mind, Rick Jordan. I'm just talking to Russ Francisco. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. I should pay more attention on this show <laughs> since it's the only the job I've got. Yeah. Russ Francisco, good morning. <laughs> good morning. How are you? Pretty good. Tell me about your Canadian guy you talked to. Well, he, he went, went fish. This guy from Minneapolis actually went up to uh, Canada to go fishing at Lac Yeah. And uh, we used to fish a long time ago together when, when uh, Butch was still doing shows up there and stuff. So so he thought he, he hadn't talked to me in about a year. So he thought, yeah, I'm going to way home. I'm going to call Russ. He always doing. And I said, how was fishing? He said, it was okay. He said, we had to work a little bit. The water's still really cold. Yeah. yeah barely 60. But he said, uh, nobody on the lake. He said, we had the lake pretty much to ourselves. We've seen six boats. Uh, in three days, we've seen six other boats. He says, normally on those flats, he says, you see 50 boats, 80 boats. He says, just there's not a lot of people there. So, uh, wow. you know, whether it's gasoline or weather or whatever, he said, the locals all know that the lake is cold and it's not as brisk as it normally is. So, uh, that might be part of it too. But he said, uh, but he said it was warming up. It was, it was three degrees warmer when they left. So, okay. Little by little. Well, yeah, uh, yeah Island Lake is still around 70. That's chilly. It is for this time of year, especially yeah. during these sunny days. Yeah. Uh, we ought to see some temperatures, 75 anyway, 80 on real nice days. You know, just that isn't going to happen probably till August. Our family is headed up to Rainy Lake for our annual, uh, what, relaxation. Um, and we've been watching the water levels up there, and they say they're getting pretty close to okay normal. Yeah, pretty good. As long as you where you are, they, the docks didn't get destroyed. You're in good shape. That's that's what we're hearing from a lot of people in Captoga, Monadnock, and those lakes. Is the docks got all destroyed? So, yeah. um, so they're scrambling, scrambling, trying to get docks back in the water. But, but if uh, you got docks and stuff, and the water level's getting back down to normal, we don't see any major rainstorms coming in. So, you know, I think we're and, yeah. and the and the ground now is not saturated, so it'll absorb a lot of the rain. So that's good. There was an interesting story that uh, one of the lakes up there. I'm going to say Cabotoga decided it was so full it's going to drain and make its make a new river and it well, took it yeah. took off to the north uh, to to rainy lake um you know you know it's funny if you look at maps that are 200 years old uh and 400 years old and yes. stuff like that yes. uh you can see where they uh, they had rivers that aren't there anymore uh, one of the guys uh I was down in Sturgeon Lake uh, back a few years ago talking to a historian. I can't remember who the gal was, but um, I said, "Are there? There's, I've actually seen a sturgeon in Sturgeon Lake. I mean, where do they come from?" And she said, "If you look at the lay of the land, she said Sturgeon Lake went into the into the rivers in Wisconsin where there are sturgeon, and uh, over over the years of erosion and farming and stuff, that river just disappeared. Huh. And so that's that's what now it's there are landlocked salmon. And those salmon, uh, are, there's, I think there's a pair of them in the lake. People said they've seen, and that's it." And so, but at one time you could you could go over like to Isolan Springs and stuff from Sturgeon Lake if you had a canoe, and that's what happens with erosion and farming and things like that over the years and and just general you know changing of the changing yeah. of the times. Those glaciers, they were something. They were indeed. Well, uh, what have you heard about fishing on our big lake? 
Uh, it's getting better all the time. Water's warming up, um, and it's getting better all over the lake, so that's good. People are starting to catch fish. I mean, it was not uncommon for people to, to get skunked uh, pretty regularly. Even some of the really good charter cabins were struggling to get a fish a day, but it's a lot better now. So I uh, just need to warm up. I remember we were talking in the middle of, uh, well, 30 days ago. It was 36 degrees out in the lake, and it's in the 40s now, and in the corner here, warmer than that. But yeah. overall, the whole lake is 40, 41, 42, so temperature's coming up. That's why it's not quite so cold when we get a northeast wind. Uh, we don't have to wear a winter jacket, so that, that's helpful too. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it's okay. People are people are doing skiing and, and they're they're starting to do stuff. Manufacturers have a lot of inventory. Uh, a lot of that inventory that was ordered eighteen months ago has arrived, uh, and it, it, they were hoping it would get here in, in January. It didn't. So there's inventory everywhere. So we're making deals. We unloaded a truck yesterday. Bruce and I are. We bought a bunch of uh, life jackets. Uh, uh, we have inflatable vests. Those inflatable vests we usually, we sold last last year on a Black Friday deal it was like eighty nine bucks. Now yeah. they're seventy nine bucks. Uh, so uh, so we made a deal on those. Uh, we bought a pile of uh, rod, you know, entry level rods. They're nice rods. that come out of Okuma. They're normally thirty nine bucks. We're going to sell them for twenty five. Uh, so there's lots of deals out there. So we're buying as much as we can get and, and passing it on because as long as the getting's good, we're going to do it. So it's uh, so I'll see how long the inventory lasts. But right now the manufacturers are making us deals, even on electronics and everything. So I was just going to ask you about electronics. You're, are you okay with those? Everybody but Johnson Outdoors, same story uh, as always. Humminbird just hasn't been able to get things out the door. We can't get trolling motors, but we got plenty of Lawrence units. We got plenty of Garmin units. Uh, uh, they're doing really well. Uh, Fishhawks started shipping stuff again last week, so we've got a lot of uh, X4Ds in stock. Uh, so right now, the things are good. I I would say, other than Johnson Outdoors, if we take them out of the equation, we're 100%. We're, we've got plenty of inventory, and, and we're actually running deals. I mean, we haven't been able to do that for almost two years. You know, manufacturers just said, no, no deals, but they're making us deal so we're passing it on now is the time to buy you bet all right thanks russ see you later you bet bye-bye russ francisco at marine general supply usually it leads off today it would have been a few minutes a minute earlier he was talking to his buddy up there so um <clears throat> if you got hit by the storms various storms whether it be snow or rain or wind the uh, minnesota department of natural resources has set aside some money that may help you uh, Repair the damage, ah. whether it be high water, you know, mm-hmm. what we've got up north is yeah. absolutely incredible. But also a tornado. We had some tornadoes and high winds not mm-hmm. far from here, and uh, that is also in the package. The DNR has cost share funds for you. All right. You uh, probably just tap into Minnesota DNR, and uh, good luck on finding the right <laughs> amount of money. I don't know. I, I wanted to call Jim Knapp, up, uh, a former hockey coach here. High school and college, and all around nice guy. And Napper, uh, after he retired from UMD, is up at uh, International Falls. He lives on the lake and guides, one of the premier oh, guides, by nice. the way. I'll tell that story another time, but I'll show you my picture, Dave. It's a pretty big fish. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's so darn busy, he can't answer the phone. <laughs> Probably tearing sandbags down. Well, there you go. All right. That's a whole other issue. That is just awful. What to do with them once you get rid of, you get rid of them. And, and now I hear they don't want you to just rip them open and right. pour the sand in because it may be contaminated. Right. So mm. what do you do? Mm. Uh, pave your driveway? Yeah, I think they got they have special uh, spots you're supposed to take them to or something. To oh, you've heard this? Recycle. Yeah, I think they're doing some kind of deal like that. Okay. Wow. 
where they'll pick them up for you or you put a, take them to a certain place and they'll dispose of them properly. Pick them up? They pick them up? I, yeah, I think I don't want to pick them up anymore. <laughs> I mean, sand is bad enough when it's dry, but when you get wet sand, that's uh, going to be pretty tough Very to carry. Very bad, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, let's see, each gallon of water oh, weighs really? eight pounds. Yes. Oh, All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. So we're on the frenzy, and you tell me a little bit of soul, and the yeah. fish won't bite. That's right. When you're feeling down, and the fish won't bite, you just gotta get a little bit of soul. I'll do that. You're feeling better. I had a little bit yesterday. I or had a catch a fish. I caught Might a nice too. fish. My <laughs> wife witnessed it. Pat Kukul, Superior Shooter Supply, top of the Friday. Were you dancing in the boat? Dancing. Oh, be careful. <laughs> That's what we should do. I'll be what? on the what on the lake. <laughs> I'll be on the lake. Mm-hmm. I, I could use a, use a cell phone. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're thinking. Dave does yeah. all the work here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, we are uh, we're in the midst of fishing season, but at the same we time, are. you have the shooting season right at hand. We are, and it's been kind of varied. Um, you know, with, it, it, it's still a mix of uh, people are still buying handguns, and uh, that's just steady all year round. Nosing around at the shotguns now, and uh, and that's good. A uh, little bit thinking about fall. We got some clothes in too, some nice clothes, ah. camel clothes. That that always gets us thinking too, doesn't it? It sure and, does. Yeah, especially they come in on the hottest day. You know, the warmest clothes come in. They'll sit and go, oh, my God. But it's it's just, you know, it gets people thinking a little bit about it. But, um, yeah, handgun sales are are still steady, and we have a lot of those. And optics, you know, we've got a lot of optics. And uh, and everybody's putting optics on everything now, mm-hmm. black powder guns. Of course, the AR platforms, there's a there's a ton of optics for that. And my guys here, if you're not sure of what you should buy, by all means, you know, stop it. And then they will, they, they know, uh, and how they know, and uh, we, we address your budget and the best thing for you that way. And we mount and foresight and no charge too. I, and uh, so, go ahead. I have a question. I should know this. What does AR stand for? AR platforms, AR 15s. Yeah. What is AR? Automatic rifle? Automatic rifle. I'm sorry, I didn't. I wasn't being okay. specific. Yeah. So you know, there's, and now again, you know, even with going from one to the other with the black powder, um, now that we, you know, it's been a few years, we can scope that. There's optics for that, and 22s. It's it's it it kind of goes. You know, there's red dots. There's simple scopes. You can spend as much as you want to on an optic. We always encourage people. To spend to the end of your budget, the optic is actually more important than what's under it. Oh, and come on. Really? Absolutely. And so it's, it's and then, of course, and you, I know, have eye problems, as do, you know, myself. Yeah. And uh, so you can't just pick something up on somebody's recommendation. You got to, we, we put them on a, on a, uh, stock and have people go out because everybody's eyes are different. Mm-hmm. And it depends on which eye isn't working. 
Exactly. Except for the young ones, everything seems to work with them. <laughs> kids. <laughs> Those kids. Those kids. Great reflexes and great eyes, and God bless them for that. Yeah. So, yeah. So optics are, I mean, I can't, you know, back in the day you had maybe three choices, and it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. But one of the things I learned early on in this business is go right to the end of your budget for an optic, because it, it all really boils down to that in the end, because rifles now are just great. I mean, they are. Even, you know, even an inexpensive rifle is still, you know, they'll never be as good as the optic. And all, mostly 80% of the rifles now come without sights anyhow. So. Oh, is that right? No mm-hmm. little so, V thing at the end? To... Yeah, the levers do, though, you know, still. Okay. and yeah. yeah. But some people aren't aware, so they, they, come, uh, they come to be scoped. So the, and the all the uh, 17 HMRs and the rim fires now, you know, they've gotten so good. Um, they, you know, there's scopes made specifically for rim fire, although you can put one entry, you can put a red dot. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's endless. So if you're ever sitting around and looking at your gun collection and want to spend some money, so I will go get an optic. Go <laughs> hmm. do something, dress it up, you know, accessorize your firearm. <laughs> put a new belt on it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what? Where, where do we find you? We are on the corner of Ogden and Winter, 1705 Winter Street. We are open 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 on Saturday. We have free parking, and we're here to help. Thank you very much. Pat Google, Superior Shooter Supply. Thank you very much. See you next week. Hey, Dave, did you know that AR meant automatic rifle? I guess I was not sure. It sounds reasonable. I was told it meant assault. Oh, yeah. Which changes everything. It certainly does. By by a lot. Yeah. Okay. I suppose they're used for that a lot. They could be. Yeah. Hmm. But if you've got a little twenty-two and you're trying to take on the Russian army, (laughs) that's not exactly assault. That won't work. All right. Well, we learn. That's why we're here. Learn more. Right. Take a break. Right back. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. KDAL, Duluth Superior. We're on the Frenzy. I'm Rick Jordan. Dave Strenberg's over there. Johnny Charlstrom is up on Rice Lake Road. Saw your parking lot the other day, and it was packed with boats and cars and trucks. Fantastic. Finally. You know, this morning, I am not on Rice Lake Road. I am just off of the Hawk Island on Isle Royale. That's why I was having trouble dialing you, you rascal. Yeah, I'm roaming. You're in Canada or Michigan. Yep. Well, I think we're a little bit of both. Uh, I don't know what the winds are up there, but I'll tell you this. Around here, it is fantastically beautiful. This is one of the better days. East winds at 2. Will you accept that? Yeah, I think we got the same thing going on here. There's just a just enough chop for a, a good lake trout fishing. Yeah, okay, okay, but hang on. At noon today, east winds at 1. Oh, boy. There we go. Yeah. this is. We've right, had a right. couple of really nice days. Tomorrow might be pretty good, too. Are you catching fish? Yes, we are. We, uh, we, we had just lost a monster and followed up with a, uh, a nice cooler-sized one. So we, we, had, we had some action already this morning, and uh, 
we're still in the hot spot, so we're we're getting ready for the next big day. How deep? Uh, right now we're trolling in 57 feet of water. And what are you pulling? We got some uh, some some big, uh, great big spoons out there. Uh, uh, best pattern so far for us has been uh, uh, green stripes with some uh, black dots down the middle. Ooh, that sounds pretty. That sounds like an old musky lure uh, from 1952. Yep, classic. Yeah, my uh, wife's uncle, great uncle, actually, was... Have you ever seen the picture on Cass Lake of the day the muskies went crazy? No, I haven't. That sounds pretty okay. neat. Okay, yeah, it, there's about six guys that caught, well, I don't know, 12 or 15 muskies in a couple of hours. He's the tall one in the middle. All right. And, I'll see that picture. Yeah, it's... it's it's uh, You don't see those pictures anymore like that. Because he caught all the fish. <laughs> all right, so yeah. you're going to keep these fish, right? You bring them home. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring home a, a few eaters, and then we uh, anything we get that's in like that twenty pound range, we we pull the hooks out of and, and let them go. Yesterday we let go uh, about a twenty pounder and about a twenty five pounder. Wow, are you in Michigan water or Minnesota? Michigan. So you've got to have two licenses. Yeah, I got my Minnesota license. I got my Michigan license. And uh, we're on the side of the island. We're facing Thunder Bay, and that's why we got a little bit of signal for the phone this morning. Okay, good. Thank you for that. You bet. Appreciate it. Uh, I was going to ask you uh, some good deals at uh, Fisherman's Corner. I mean, Uh, Charleston's Corner. (laughs) Ouch! Yeah. Yeah, no, things, things are, uh, we got some really good good stuff going on in archery these days. Uh, we've got a, quite a line of bows in from Matthews and Mission, and anyone that wants to check out archery, we have plenty of them set up to demo, so you come on in, we'll get you out on the range. You can do some shooting, and uh, if we get you to fall in love with the sport, we'd be happy to sell you that bow and send you out the road with a good package. And if you haven't put new line on your fishing reel, it's a good time. You can do that in minutes. Yeah, bring those spools in. We'll we'll fill them up. Don't need the reel. Don't need the rod. Just bring that spool. <clears throat> ah, bring the whole reel. Every once in a while, someone just brings in a spool, and then they then they lose a couple parts. Oh, uh, back home when they took their reels apart. You have to have all them parts in the right order for everything to work right. Now you tell me. Johnny, keep on fishing. Thank you. And it's it's Charlstrom's, right? That's right. Charlstrom's. All right. Go get them, Johnny. Thank you. Charlstrom's on Isle Royal. All right. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be right back. Time now for a Natural Resources Minute. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie Stearns with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. We call this the land of 10,000 lakes, But there's more to the story. There are actually 11,842 lakes. Of them, about half are considered fishing lakes. Wait, you ask, are the rest just taking up space? Hardly. They are considered shallow lakes and are critically important for wildlife. Although all lakes support wildlife, the most benefit comes from the shallow water areas less than 15 feet deep that are full of aquatic plants. 
birds, including those that migrate through our state, rely heavily on these valuable shallow lakes. This has been a Natural Resources Minute from the Minnesota DNR. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. Sam Sham and the Pharaohs, eh? Yes, indeedy. Boy, I haven't heard that since the pigs ate grandma. <laughs> Let's not be L7. Come and learn to dance. L7 makes you square, you see. Right! Yeah. I haven't heard that since... <laughs> Great pig. school, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chris is with us. We're going over to ah. Superior again. Superior Guns and Ammo. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Beautiful day to get outside and do stuff. Well, I won't be. I'll be in the store all day. Well, we can stop by and pick up some stuff and then go out and do stuff. That'd be fantastic. What do you got? Well, right now we took in a couple really, really nice collectibles. Um, A German drilling from the 1930s. That's a double-barrel shotgun with a a thirty-eight caliber rifle underneath. And then we have a pinfire shotgun. We have a sale on 223 again this weekend for 111 bucks for 200 rounds a sale on nine millimeter for 350 bucks a case and that's 35 cents a round yeah that's a good deal yeah it's all it's awesome we also have a couple really nice uh shotgun loaders that we're selling for pretty darn cheap one's a hydraulic automatic and that's selling for about 1650 um and we have about a hundred thousand reloadable hulls that we can get rid of too wow people just bringing them in and we acquire them. Let's just okay. put it that way. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty soon you'll have your own shooting range right there. Well, the range will hopefully be open in late August. We're hoping for the best on that one. Okay. So, yep. But it will eventually be open and then be open to the public, and we'll have different options for shooting in there, like, I don't know, um, memberships and other things. So, mm-hmm. yep. We'll yep. probably, we're going to be trying to be a little cheaper than the guys up on the hill. So, well, it's a work in progress, but boy, you it guys is. are really moving. We are. We are really trying here, and we got some great employees here, um, a lot of knowledge. So, hopefully, people can come on in and visit us. And we're on the corner of Sixth and Ogden, easy to find. So, yeah, it's Superior Guns and Ammo, and uh, you've even got a phone number that people we do. Could- Seven one five seven one eight two one six zero. And I just found out something when I dialed you. It's no need to dial one when I call that number. No, no, we're, we're it's a local number. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, Chris. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Good job. Yep. We're going to take a break. We'll find more here in just a minute. Time is nine forty. This is today's Garden Bite. I'm Terry Knight. On today's show, I'm spotlighting a native plant I would love to have, Indian paintbrush. It blooms in part to full sun and prefers a medium wet to medium dry soil. Prairie Moon Nursery describes the plant this way. 
An annual or biennial, its vivid scarlet bracts nearly hide small greenish flowers that appear to have been dipped in paint. The vivid red color is clustered at the top of the plants and looks really pretty with yellow wood betony. May and June are the typical bloom time, but because of its annual or biennial nature, you can see flowers blooming as late as October. The entire plant grows to about two feet tall. This is a semi-parasitic plant. That means its roots seek out roots of host plants, usually grasses, to tap into them for nutrition. Those grasses include Pennsylvania sedge, which I have, and blue grama. I really may have to purchase a few of these to mix in with my sedge. As a native, it grows in fields, prairies, and open woods. If you split the U.S. down the middle, Indian paintbrush is native from Minnesota to the East Coast and throughout much of Canada. It is not rare up around the Great Lakes and in northeast Minnesota. I have pictures and links to more information on Indian paintbrush on my website, gardenbite.com. Despite being semi-parasitic during part of their lives, these plants do rely on pollinators for reproduction. A variety of insects visit paintbrush flowers, especially bees, even though the color red is difficult for them to see. Hummingbirds, however, love the color red, and this species is especially adapted for pollination by those beautiful jewels. Check out my website and find Garden Bite on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube too. Send me your comments, questions, and suggestions for future bites. That's today's Garden Bite. I'm Terry Knight. The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. If you find your sweetheart in the arms of a friend, that's when He was a twin, Elvis. Oh, yeah, I think I do know But this is the first ever musical recording that Elvis made 69 years ago today, July 15th, 1953. The then truck driver paid just under four bucks to record. That's when your heartaches begin and my happiness. Was was this the original? No, this is a re-recording. It sounds pretty good. For, for RCA. Okay. Yeah. How about that? How about that, huh? You ever see Elvis live? No, I uh, refused to pay the uh, exorbitant amount of $15 for a ticket when he was here. Wow. When most tickets were, you know, three bucks. I used to work with a fellow that actually <laughs> drove him around. Really? Yeah. Wow. His name was Cadigan. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> he had a Cadillac, so they needed oh, a Cadillac. Oh, I gotcha. Drove. Sure. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We're going to go over to Spirier. Northwest Outlet, good morning, Millsy. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And not only was Elvis ticket 15 bucks, but uh, gas was probably 25 yeah. cents. Yeah, there's an, uh, a site you can find on the Internet. Uh, give the day and year you were born, and it'll tell you what the gas prices were. <laughs> I think they were paying you to take it when I was born. <laughs> I think uh, 20, uh, 20 some cents was made. Oh, man, isn't that something? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, it the minimum really wage then was yeah, about 40 ex- cents. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. Right, my first yeah. job was 90 cents an hour. <laughs> yep, 
And and the crazy part is, is we all made it. <laughs> Barely, but we made it. We're doing okay. We're doing yeah, okay. Yeah. I still yeah. can't figure out the phone systems uh, these days, though. Do I dial one? Uh-huh. Do I dial the area code? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just always dial the area code, and if it doesn't work, then I dial the one. <laughs> yeah, but, well, that's why I was late in calling you. I was Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it is definitely summertime out there. I when the phone started ringing, I was outside sampling the air for the day, and by gosh, it smells really good out there. Good. What yeah. you gonna, what's on the tap for outside work today? Oh, outside work today is really all inside work. But then, outside work over the weekend is uh, putting up a rock retaining wall. So. I'll, I'll probably have smushed and black and blue fingers by the time this Ooh. is all over with, but we're going to get it done and probably check out some bug bug repellent too while we're out there. But I got to tell you, it's, you know, it's been really fun at the store and I compared to the old days, you know, where you walked up and you said, hi, can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, no, no, especially in the camping department, you know, it'll be something like that, anything you're looking for. But then, then afterwards, it's like, are you heading out on a trip? And and it's like everybody almost always answers, yeah, you know, and it's like, well, you're going backpacking or canoeing or huh. whatever. And, and pretty soon, you know, you got this nice little conversation going and you're learning something about, you know, some place that people are going. And, and then it kind of comes around to gear. And, and uh, last thing last night, there was a nice young lady in and, and she was uh, she was getting to go on her first backpacking trip. And they were just going out for one night. But uh they, they've been kind of working on it for a little while, and, and the time has finally come for them to get out and, and, and go, and, and it, was a, it was a really nice conversation. Where are they headed? No, excuse me, they were heading up on the Superior Hiking Trail. Beauty. Um, kind of on between, uh, oh, by the Rossini Road, you know, back up in that oh, area. Yeah. And, and so then if this one works out good, they're going to figure out what kind of gear they 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 don't need in their pack, and she's actually done a really good job about thinking about her pack weight and and base weight they call it and gear. But then uh, then after that, it's it's once they get things kind of figured out, it's trying to do some longer trips on it. So good. it's that's good. But then you know, I mean, you talk to somebody, they're going up to Canada. They're going to the Boundary Waters. Um, they're, they're going car camping. Uh, one of our employees is going down to a. A rock and some sort of a rock uh, weekend thing and and camping out, you know. So it's it's people are just getting out and about and having fun. Well, then they'll need a cooler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah. Interesting. Uh, I talked to Russ earlier, Russ Francisco, and he said uh, he's talked to a guy in Canada. There's hardly any boaters up there, Americans. Oh, okay, okay. So it's you know, wide open. They have relaxed a lot of the requirements. I, I looked here not too long ago, and it seemed like you had to pre-fill out a form of some sort or another to cross the border. And and but it it was much easier than what it was sounding like um, months ago. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, and and you know it's kind of been fun driving back and forth Iron River. I, I I've been seeing Ontario license plates, and boy, uh-huh. that's always a good sight too. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, now you you can start using your RBC permit again. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the re- also that I hadn't heard that. I actually hadn't looked to see if it was out there, but the remote border crossing permit is yep. available again. Yep, yep. Okay. 
And what's better social distancing than than a remote border crossing format, right? <laughs> All right, come on now. We got to get to business here. Tell us about what you got at this store. Oh, man, I'll tell you all kinds of stuff. I mean, Columbia North Base, all the men's and ladies' summer stuff, the shirts, the, the fun shirts, the zip-off pants, the shorts. The um, I'm trying to think here. I mean, we got all the different sandals and stuff in the store, the summer smart wool and darn tough socks, um, fishing gear, camping gear. Uh, you know, a lot of guys getting Carhartt work clothing and stuff, whether it's T-shirts or whatever. Um, Brian's been really busy over at the garage with all the truck accessory stuff. So it's uh, it's been busy at the store. And, folks, whatever you need for getting outdoors, whether you're canoe camping, backpacking, car camping, um, you know, going to the beach, you got to come and check us out at Northwest Outlet. we got lots of great things. We're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 6, Saturday, 9 to 5.30. We're closed on Sundays. And get outside Get the kids outside, check for ticks, and have a great weekend. You're listening to The Fishing Frenzy with Rick Jordan. Back on The Frenzy, wrapping up as we do with Matt King at Fisherman's Corner. Hey, Matt, fish are biting. Yeah, how are you doing? The fish are biting. They are. Uh, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, guys have been talking to me a little bit. I've heard from a couple of guys in the last couple of days now that the uh, stick bait bite is, is starting to get there. We're not fully into that yet because okay. we're a little behind, but uh, it is starting to get there. Um, and so that and uh, crawlers have been uh, and leeches now. And, yep. you know, still guys using a lot of minnows for... Uh, you know, especially for pike fishing, you know, they like to get after those big pike, and uh, they've been, I've had quite a few guys coming in for those big uh, light northern, and they want the biggest ones I can get them, so we got to, sometimes we hand pick them for them. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Um, to... What uh, kind of depths would you be going for that big northern? So, what I've heard is, you know, some of the guys have been catching quite a few little ones if they're in a uh, kind of too little too shallow, uh, you know, in that maybe five feet, six feet range. So they're moving out a little bit more in that, you know, eight to ten foot range. Uh, and those pike are cruising around and they're looking for them bluegills, you know, and different things, uh, perch and stuff like that. Weedy, so, weedy uh, areas? Yeah, right on the edges of the yeah. weeds. Um, guys are running, uh, you know, a lot of them, they throw out them big bobbers, you know. Mm-hmm. they got a pretty big minnow on, and so uh, if you don't use one of them bigger bobbers, they just pull your pull your bobber right under. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, they, yeah, I've heard some, some nice ones. I also heard some guys, uh, it was a pretty good deal. I sold a guy a rod and a reel for musky fishing the other day. His buddy uh, was taking him up to Vermilion, and his first day he got one. I think he said it was 53 inches. Whoa! Yeah, so that was, uh, he was pretty, uh, he came back in the store and told me that the rod and reel that we set him up with uh, worked uh, fabulous, and uh, he was pretty excited, you know, his first time out, and he got one that big, so oh, that's a lot of fun. That is super duper. I caught a nice walleye on Island Lake yesterday, 24 feet deep. That's, you know what, uh, I've been hearing some things about Island. Uh, one of my customers told me he wants to take me out next week because he's on a pretty good bite out there. So uh, uh, it sounds like things are uh, heating up out there a little bit. And, uh, yeah. 
So if you know how to fish it, right, you can get some of them bigger fish uh, to get on your line. Yeah, I also lost uh, two rigs because of the rocks and snags and stuff. So, you know, yeah. you got to pay for it. Yeah, you get, if you want to catch those fish, you got to get into those boulders sometimes, and that's where they're sitting, right? Exactly. Sounds like you're outside. I am. I am actually. Uh, we are uh, in my truck right oh. now. Uh, my wife's. My wife's driving, and we're uh, we're running around uh, doing a few errands right now. So you're working. Working, yes. I, I'm always working. I think I quit working last night at about eleven o'clock at night. So, uh, <laughs> That was, uh, but that's the way it goes, right? And uh, that's what we do when we have our own shop, and it's a lot of fun, and I uh, enjoy it. I don't know anybody that I talk to that would give up their job that they have. No, I, uh, I really, uh, I really like it. So uh, it's uh, we're having a good time, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing a big event here come uh, August thirteenth. We're gonna do another big. Uh, customer appreciation day and we're going to cook some food for everyone so mm-hmm. that's uh you know that's still a month away but it's uh it's approaching and uh one thing i'd like to get out there is that uh we did change our hours for the weekend we are uh, opening up at 7 a.m now instead of six so a uh, little different on the time uh uh, we've just, and we kind of did that by kind of statistics of what we're seeing, and we're really not seeing an early crowd. Oh. Um, it's pretty much uh, really about that 9 o'clock range is what we're starting to see customers coming in the store. But uh, we're still going to be open at 7, um, and uh, we'll just, uh, we switched that up uh you know, for the rest of the season here. So we'll uh, okay. be open at 7 instead of 6. Okay. Uh, you got any good deals, though? We do. We got a big sales going on here, as we do every week. Uh, line is, all line is 10% off. Uh, I got uh, fillet knives at 10% off, so Bubba's and Rapala's. And, you know, we got even the electric ones are, uh, you know, on sale. And uh, we also... Uh, We've got stick baits, so a whole wall of stick baits. I mean, I got a twenty-foot wall there full of rapalas and you know everything you want, uh, flicker shads and all that. And we're getting into stick bait season, so that's uh, mm-hmm. right at the right time here. And uh, we also got some screaming deals on electronics. I'll tell you what: uh, if you're looking for a Garmin or a Lowrance uh, depth finder, we got uh, really good deals on them. So uh, come in and check it out and. Uh, uh, we also got in now uh, all of our bear bait. So, oh, jeez, uh, already, bear, huh? Bear yeah, bear baiting's about uh, you know about three and a half weeks away, and uh, we got uh, a whole smorgasbord of different things in, and all the uh, scents and different things too. So uh, we're ready for that. So if you're looking for any of that, come on in and check it out. Our house, uh, we use um, the hummingbird feeder as bear bait. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do that. I think, uh, you know, I had to actually quit. Uh, I took yeah. down all my bird feeders a number of years ago and don't do it until the fall now because yeah. uh, they, I had I woke up one day and I had paw prints on my big picture window because I thought I got smart and hung those feeders up right <laughs> off the eave in front of the window. Well, uh, it must have been a big bear, and the paw prints were there, and you know what? There was no bird feeder left, so... Yeah. Uh, been there i kind of stopped i'm like i don't need that thing coming through the window gotta run here fisherman's corner close by pike lake right next to the holiday station thanks maddie 
Have a good weekend. See you later. Boy, we are going to have a good weekend. I'm looking at the hourlies here. Uh, 10 o'clock, we should be 64 degrees. What do you got, Strandy? Uh, 63. Ah, nuts. <laughs> 11 o'clock, 66. But that was 9 o'clock. 65, so, yeah. yeah, that's true. Noon, 66, mm-hmm. and the wind's gusting from the east-southeast <laughs> at 2. 2. 2 measly miles yeah, that'll pick hour. up. You can't get a light wind off Lake Superior. It'll that boat landing's going to be busy today. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave.